You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey everyone, welcome to session 15. I am particularly happy for you to listen to this one because I feel like it is such an important foundation resetting episode. So we dive into a lot of different things like mindset, time blocking, how to help your clients through difficult times when they're not taking action, what to do when it feels hard for you to take action, like all of the things that we all deal with at different levels and really at each level, right? So, you know, we're figuring out how to manage our time when we have very few clients and then when we have more and more and so on. And so I think this is a really important episode that you'll get a lot out of no matter where you're at in business. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, what's going on? Um, You know, not much. I'm just basking in <laughs> all of my extra time and space that I have, which has been really nice. <laughs> Soaking it in. Yeah, it's been great. I think that I've like been taking full advantage of it over the last like week or so, which has been really nice. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's not take too much of advantage of it. Still want to be getting things done. Totally. We want it to feel like it's a doable thing consistently. It's not like a swing of the pendulum, right? Yeah, for sure. So I've been like trying to just like focus on that. But it's felt really, really nice so far. I haven't – I still haven't done any lead gen for the agency. And I think that is because I'm kind of um, like basking in my extra time. Um, And one kind of interesting thing that like came up was I was in my mastermind this morning and um, a friend of mine pointed out because I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, I was talking about the focus that we were talking about last time with the coaching and just like putting my focus there and maybe like, you know, making LASIK like my goal so that I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm feeling the hustle a little bit over there on that side of the business. Um, And she reminded me, I like kind of felt really similar this time last year of just like, I want to be feeling the fire, but I'm also not feeling the fire, which I thought was like really interesting. And I don't know if that's because this time last year we had like, we were renovating the camper. So it just Mm -hmm. happens to be that I am renovating something the last two January and February's. Um, But I thought that was like really interesting that she kind of pointed that out to me. Like last year, I also really like was not feeling like extremely motivated like I normally am. And, um, you know, I was like doing all these things to try and like get motion and get momentum and stuff. And then and none of it was working. And then one day, like in March, it was just like the curtains parted. And I was just like, okay, yep, I'm ready to crush it now. I think something that I noticed about you and that's interesting to think about here in terms of this is that – there's a way for you where it's it's very like I have to be like all in it or all out of it, right? Yeah. And I think even when you say like feeling the fire, I think that is like maybe something to play with where it's like you don't need to feel the fucking fire, right? You need to just feel the consistency and make that feel easier. And I think that like that's a, a an interesting 
conversation there is kind of like, yeah, you could wait it out until like the curtains part again or whatever. But at the same time, like it doesn't have to be so either or. What comes up for you there? Yeah, it was um, – I definitely think that's like kind of my person. It's probably has a lot to do with my personality. Like I have like an extreme personality. So I just – and I'm always like very – I mean, besides money, I'm like really internally motivated, right? Like we talked about when I first started working with you, I was like so surprised that accountability even came into it. But it was like I I was like feeling held accountable even more. But a lot of times I keep hold myself accountable. And so I guess it's just like I always feel like it's like not going well enough unless I'm just like crushing it and just – you know those days where you just like, yes, like I fucking crushed it today. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I like that all the time. Like in my mind, like I'm doing well when I feel like that every day. And so even though like I don't necessarily feel super burnt out right now, it's like maybe that striving for that extreme all the time, like is caught. That's why like I have a time where like I just like can't get going because it's just like that is burnout, even though in my mind, I think burnout is just like you know, you suddenly like hate everything and can't do anything. And that's not really what burnout looks like for me, but like not being able to feel that fire at all. Maybe that's like my version of burnout. Such an important conversation we're having here about how Sam has been loving that extra time and space, but it really is that pendulum swing for her. And so many business owners do this. And I think this is a really good moment to do a check-in with yourself and see if you're doing it, not only in the area of time, but in the area of anything else, right? You know, whether that's like money, clients, whatever that is, right? So often we tend to swing the pendulum, right? Like we overbook ourselves with clients and then we freak out and we swing back, you know, way too far or, you know, same with time. Like we over commit our time and then we swing really back or we make really great money and then we freak out and we swing back. Like it's really important to see where those pendulum swings are happening for you. And with Sam, it's definitely as it relates to that extra time and space, right? And really we look at like what the different levels of burnout are as it associates with that too, right? So in some ways when she's going really hard, she kind of hits that burnout point and it's not super intense and it's not like she's in burnout so much that she needs weeks and weeks off but it really does make her pull back so what we're going to try to do is find that consistency and stability in a way that doesn't create that huge swing so often for her that she's constantly having to manage navigate and come back from i was like trying to think about it as getting very feelingsy and very wooey so i'm struggling you were like, and we've entered the feeling territory and I'm I'm not quite there. <laughs> yeah, my friend was like, maybe you should journal about it. And I was like, I mean, I guess I could. <laughs> yes, you should journal about it. But I think I think you're totally on to something. I think that um, you know, the the great part about you, and we talked about this last week, is that when you decide on something, you really get it. But like I think that's also a little bit of the hard part for you because that it, you tend to swing a little bit, right? So it's mm-hmm. like when you're in that mode of like get shit done, every day feels like I'm crushing it, I'm moving, I'm whatever, you start craving slowdown, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what happened before where it was like, wait, this is like too much. I got to pull my hours back. I got to get back in check here or whatever. And then as soon as you kind of do that, you kind of are like, but where's my fire? Or like, where's right. that? And then like it pulls you really back and forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. And I hadn't really like noticed that before, but I do. I am wondering like, and especially for 
like months when I have a lot going on in my personal life too because it's like basically like my fire is being eaten up by that also. So it's like really difficult for me to bring that all like into my business as well. Right. And like I think that some of the work there is letting that be okay but also right. it not meaning like and I just fully pull back either, right? Right. Yeah. Like what it almost reminds me of is like this like, uh, you know, diet mentality of like if I'm going to start on Monday, I like go fucking apeshit wild over the weekend or like if I fall off of it, then I like go nuts. Like, Does that make it. sense? Yeah. It's a, and that is 1000% how I am when I'm dieting <laughs> too. So. Right. Right. So it's it's like, you know, I fall off by eating one cookie and so then I lose my ish and eat 20 of them. But it's like really I only fell off by eating like 100 calorie cookie or something, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of this here. Like now I'm like pulling back on Legion and all of this stuff. But really all that happened is I pulled my hours back a tiny bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like a question for you is, do you feel like I want that balance or do you feel like it, I don't really mind that it swings or like what kind of pops up for you there? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I mean, I love feeling like I am crushing it. Like, I love that feeling. But also at the same time, like, if this is going to be, you know, if I keep leading into that and then, like, I do keep having these swings, like, you know, we'll say maybe twice a year, like, I either have to plan for that. Like, I don't want it to catch me unaware, right? Like, I would have rather been like, right, okay, so January and February, I'm just going to really chill you know, but I I didn't plan for that. Like I plan to pull back a little bit. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a bit more sustainable to like be calm, more calm about it and like not try to not have the swings. But I just don't know how <laughs> I'll be able to do that, if that makes sense. I think that you totally can do it if you want to. I think that sometimes we like ascribe things to our personality that are just like mm-hmm. more habits. We've learned if that makes sense, right? Yeah. I love the Joe Dispenza book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And he basically talks a lot about how like most of the things that we'll like ascribe to ourselves as personality traits are really just like habits we've learned over time. And if we don't want them, we don't have to have them. So I'm obsessed with that book that I was talking about here, Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, because I find it to be so useful in looking at things as habits or changeable traits and not seeing ourselves as having these certain personality characteristics that are, you know, absolutely unchangeable if we desire for them to change, right? So for example, Sam feeling like, you know, maybe it's just part of my personality to have such an all or nothing mentality. Of course, she's welcome to have that if that feels good for her and it's serving her. But when it's not, it's so empowering to feel like I can change this. This is just a habit or trait that I've picked up along the way. And it is not something that is set in stone, right? So really knowing that if you have a trait and you're, you know, kind of making it something like, well, this is my personality. It's not really changeable. It's not actually true. Again, it doesn't mean you can't keep the beautiful traits that you love and that serve you, but it's so freaking empowering to know that these things that we kind of subscribe to like ourselves or our personality are changeable and moldable if we want them to be. And I love that book so much for introducing that concept. Right. So it's like you've learned this swing. 
Mm-hmm. And it's fine and you can plan for it. Or you can be like, honestly, that's really not serving me as much anymore, especially as I grow more. We're like, yeah, I can do the hustle thing when I want to. But like what I need is kind of like the moderation a little bit more, especially if I'm running two businesses. And like you could fully lean into that if that feels good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I do want to try and do that. And I was thinking about like, okay, like how can I do that then? And just like especially right now while I'm like in the – downward swing a little bit. I mean, I feel better. Like last year I was just like a a float. Like I just was just like, I don't know. I don't want to do anything. Like I was barely working. This year has not been like that much of a downward swing because I had the challenge and like, you know, it was basically like I've had things that I have like forced myself to keep momentum on. And so I think like a way to do that, like while still keeping the, the new balance, the new normal, I think, um, you know, and I always talk about like client work always is first priority for me. So that's why it's like so easy for like my business and the coaching thing to like fall by the wayside. So I was thinking like I should revisit time blocking and just like, like, you know, two mornings or two afternoons a week, like I am working like on my business and that includes like content and like following up with leads and engagement and stuff like that. And I think that might help because it's just like, that is dedicated time. It's like a non-negotiable. So if I am disciplined about that and keep saving that time, you know, I can make sure that those things are actually happening and they're not just getting like kicked down the road a little bit. Um, Because I know that like getting consistent content out and like doing all these things that I know will work, but it's just like I'm not doing them because I'm not setting aside enough focus or attention during the week. And it's like, I'm in a space where I don't want to work more in order to get those things done. So I kind of think like set time blocking some time to make sure those things are happening every week and like trying to be super disciplined about that will help. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I totally agree with you. Like time blocking is like the only reason I get marketing and other shit done (laughs) in my business. Yeah. And I think it's also just knowing what those things are for you. Like what has to get blocked in for coaching every week? What has to get blocked in for agency every week? And like if you block in lead gen for the agency every week and you don't need to do lead gen or follow up that week, great. You can reallocate. But like it has to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is like what I need to do like with the things that aren't getting done now. But I know I want to get them done. You guys, I'm obsessed with time blocking and I harp on it all the time because it literally gives you your freedom back, right? It is so revolutionary when you are someone that has a business that is growing and scaling to fully take charge of your time in that way, right? It's just like with money, when you fully take charge of your money and where it's going and how you're spending it, you feel so much more free and empowered around that money. And the same is true with your time. And not only does it do that, but it really takes away the decision fatigue, which is so important. So there's less time wasted moving between tasks, making decisions about what's next, and honestly making not great decisions usually because in the moment when we're fatigued, we tend to make poor and poor decisions. And so much research has taught us that. So 
really, really want to encourage you that if you are feeling like time is not on your side right now to try time blocking and calendaring in your business, it is natural for that to feel like it takes away your freedom at first, which is of course what Sam has been struggling with it. But truly it is the thing that will give you your freedom back because you will have control over your time and energy and where it's getting spent instead of feeling like it's getting expended all day with all of these like fatiguing moments in the middle where you're making a ton of decisions and you know feeling all the pressure it absolutely alleviates that it is so helpful and so useful so i will stop pitching it to you now but let me tell you if you haven't tried time blocking it really is life-changing Yeah. So like, I think um, in terms of your day, like what's that scheduling looking like right now? Is it like just total free for all? Are you kind of doing it, but not totally following it? Like, what is that showing up like? Well, I've been pretty good about not um, scheduling like agency client calls on Mondays and Fridays. And so I've been trying to like save those days for like, if I need to do catch up on any client work or like doing other things. So I think that If I just say like, okay, great. Yeah. So Mondays and Fridays, like I'm already not, you know, having client calls during those days or anything. So that's those two days are basically going to be dedicated to like coaching and my business because I already um, I got I'm getting acuity and my OBM is going to be like setting that up with my calendar and stuff. So she's going to have like coaching calls or digital strategy intensives are going to be available on Mondays and Fridays. So I think basically like dedicating, like bookending my week with anything that has to do with like lead gen or the coaching business or like stuff in my business, making sure that those are getting done on Mondays and Fridays, I think will be good. So just like putting a little bit more structure around those days because right now I've just been like keeping them free so they can be a kind of easy flowy days. Well, I think that's like two things come up for me there. It's a little interesting that you're like, well, those days are the easy flowy days. So, of course, (laughs) like if we label it like that, like we're not like that's the coaching day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're like that's the easy flowy day. So we take it super easy and flowy and then we're like, wait, why don't I feel like I'm getting shit done? And then it makes you spiral, right? Yeah. But you see how there's like this way where it backs you into a corner a little bit there no matter what. Like if you have the easy flowy, you want the hustle and vice versa. Yeah. So I think that's a really good question to just start with here for a second is like what do you want the day to feel like? Because like when you're always craving the opposite, you're going to feel kind of annoyed no matter what. Yeah. I mean I just like – like I like to start working like – around 10. Like I don't like to have to work before 10. So I like a slow morning and then I like to just like kind of put my head down and work and stuff for a couple of hours. And, you know, I like to try and finish working by like five-ish if I can. So, but I don't like to, you know, I've always been like, um, you know, I have my list and click up of like what I need to get done for the day. But like, I don't like having like, um, I let, I've lately been keeping trying to get all my meetings into like one to two days a week, which I do really like, because that allows my other days to be a bit more flexible, right? So it's like, if I know I need to get like these five things done this week, I can be a little bit flexible around what exactly I'm working on that day. So I think that like what is happening and like this is 
you know, just a transition, but you tell me if this feels true, is that like <clears throat> you're busy enough and have enough clients and enough going on with two businesses, house renovation, whatever, that like the value for you anymore isn't in like getting to like flow and pick your project and whatever. I'm just teasing you there a little bit. Mm-hmm. The value for you is like making sure you're getting shit done and ending at a certain time so you can go live life, right? Right. Yeah. And I think it's really important to see that where like when you were – um you know, traveling and, and you know, in the camper and whatever, like there was more value for you and just having that full flexibility in your day. And I feel like that's shifting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, especially because like I'll be doing stuff for the house or running errands like in the evenings now. So it's like by the time I am done doing that, like I'm kind of like too tired to like be doing work. Whereas in the camper, I do work more often in the evenings. Totally. So I think it's almost like switching it up where it's just like the the freedom I want now is to end work at a certain time and be able to have time to like put into right. the house, spend with my husband, run errands, all of that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I can end at like three or four or whenever, five or, you know, whatever that is, then like that's really the win for me and that's the freedom where like the freedom used to be like flow way more during the day, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that just always changes in our businesses. Like it it might shift back at some point when all the reno is done and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think it's just good to notice that and give that to yourself where it's like what I want the most right now is like to know I'm getting things done in a reliable end time versus like feeling like I need to work and it's bleeding into like all the other stuff I was going to do. Is that right? Yeah, that is interesting, yeah, because in the camper, a lot of times I don't start working until, like, afternoon, and now I've been, like, pretty consistently starting to work by, like, nine, between nine and ten, so I have, like, shifted my time a little bit already. Yeah, totally, and, like, you also, like, just have more going on, right? Like, so for me, I totally resonate with this because in the beginning of my business, that used to be the highest value to me is to not, like, have to fucking do anything. (laughs) Right. Like when someone would say like, oh, like time block or whatever, I'd be like, that's cute. Like the reason I got out of corporate is so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But then as I got more full and whatever, I realized, wait, like my freedom is on the other side of this scheduling because if I don't, I just have too much going on for me to flow and then actually like stop work at a certain time or like get to do things I want to do or whatever. So I think it's just like a slight reframe there. Something really important to know is how our desires change as we grow and how we get to change with them, right? So Sam used to want more flow in her day and now she wants to end work earlier and have more downtime. Most of that is based on the fact that her life situation has changed when she was traveling more in the camper. That flow was a lot more important to her now that she's more settled in her home with these home projects. Ending at a certain time is way more valuable, right? So be available to let your desires change and then to change your schedule, time blocking, et cetera, with that, right? So often, like, I think that we get in this mentality of like, it's all or nothing, or if I did it this one way, then I should always do it that way or vice versa. And it really is okay to let yourself change how you're operating based on what you desire the most in your life at that time. Again, For me, time blocking is absolutely revolutionary and works really, really well, but there are times when it's 
so feasible and okay and valuable and in alignment with your desires to go with the flow more. So really pay attention to that because the more you fight against what you want the most, the worse it's going to feel as you're seeing right now. Sam's really feeling that tug for something else and it's feeling um, worse than she wants it to. And so know that you get to change your mind. Know that building a business that's in alignment with your desires can change at any moment. And if you change with it, you will experience so much more ease in general with your business. Does that feel true? Yeah, that does. That makes sense. And listen, that's a great problem to have. You have team, you have a ton of clients, you have two growing businesses. It's just like some of the trade-off is that like to maintain a certain level of freedom, I actually have to get more structured in other areas. Yeah. It's so funny because I was um, talking to my husband the other day, like over the weekend or something, and I was kind of like, I feel great in terms of how many hours a week I'm working right now. And part of me just wants to like pay myself less and just stay as it is right now because it's just like in terms of like the amount of work I'm doing, I really am happy with it right now. Um, But like I still want to be making sure that I'm paying myself over six figures. So but it's really funny because I think I'm just like really deep in that like, you know, I have a hard stop and like I don't have to work in the evenings. I don't have to work on the weekends. And so I'm like basking in that right now. And I think all of that could still be true. I just think that with time blocking, you'll get more done so that when you're basking in that, you're not like, where's my drive? Do you know what I mean? You'll like, yeah. it's like that's where it can be both is like in those five hours, like I knock shit out because I know what to do. I know what I'm doing, like whatever. And then when I'm done, I'm done. Like I feel like what's happening for you is then when you're done, you're like, oh, but I actually didn't get that much fucking done today. So and you're feeling frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I feel like the – to like put a put a bow on this, like I think mm-hmm. the biggest mindset shift you could do here is like time blocking is what's going to give me my freedom right now. Right. Yeah. Instead of the opposite, which is like it always feels like it's what takes it away kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think like using time blocking to like work more effectively in less time. Exactly. And also I think that um, it's going to help you like get narrowed in on like the thing I love about time blocking on my calendar is that, like, most weeks it can just repeat. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, then every Monday I'm, like, doing this thing at this time. Every Tuesday I'm doing this thing at this time. So, like, it starts to make, like, it – so there's very few decisions and yeah, there's just yeah. a lot of action, right? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And right now I think there's still a lot of decisions for you in terms of, like, should I work on coaching today? Should I do this? Should I do lead gen? Should, like, there's still, like, too many decisions, right? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So we really need it to feel like it's a non-decision, like Tuesdays at 10 you work on coaching or whenever that is, right? hmm Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah, that thought of just, yeah, t- using time blocking to work more effectively in like a less total number of hours. Because it's surprising how much time decision takes up. Like we don't actually realize it, but like the amount of time you probably – spend moving between tasks is probably like a lot higher than you think, right? Yeah. Or just like looking through ClickUp. Or that. (laughs) And like being like, what the F should I do next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like you know what those things are? Or are you like, I want to figure it out and then I'll send you the calendar? Or do you feel like it'd be helpful to talk through them? I have to look, but I mean – I guess it would depend on – because, like, right now I did 
like for example, for client work, I did it a little bit differently um, this last month for February content than I normally do because normally I'll like prep all of the content for each client. But instead I did like I did the emails for each and then like, you know, I basically repurposed content, right? So then I like did the ads for each and then I did, you know, so I was like in ad manager for the whole time, even though it was different clients. So I guess I just have to figure out like, so does that mean I'm block time blocking for clients or I'm time blocking, you know what I mean? Probably what I'll do is I'll need to time block for activities across all the clients. Um, so like working on ads for all the clients and then, you know, working on emails for all the clients and checking in with the VA for all the clients and then, you know, content creation for my business and then lead gen for the agency and then like engagement and lead gen for, for coaching. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think, you know, another thing that comes up for me there is it doesn't have to be every day, but I think mm-hmm. there's something interesting about like – could you have a little time every day for coaching mm. or most days or whatever? Like I don't know that we want to fully relegate it to just like one or two because then it feels like you're still not in it in the way that you would be if you were like really building it as more than a hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know we played with that last week a little bit too where it kind of feels like a fun side project right now. Right. What comes up for you there? I'm just like still – so it's so funny because – um, I don't know what, like, so, oh, by the way, I sent out a proposal for a website project because I don't know why, but it's like, oh, I want to make more money. Okay. I'll do a website project. I don't <laughs> understand why that's why my brain works, but I know, like, I want to get LASIK. I'm running out of contacts, right? So like, ideally I would get LASIK like by the end of this month. Right. And normally like I could just go, I would just go get LASIK. Like it's not that big of a deal. Right. But, um, I don't want to do that since we've been spending so much money on the house, but it's still not like connecting where it's just like, okay, great. Like I just need to focus on coaching and then I'll, I'll pay for it with coaching. But like, I don't know why like I have, I cannot get past the mindset of just like getting lead, like agency leads is so easy. And I just feel like I'm just like throwing a bunch of shit at the wall when it comes to coaching and like we'll see. And I don't and that just might be like getting more sales and feeling like more confident in my like services for coaching and like, you know, how I'm marketing it and actually marketing it. Like because let's be real, I haven't done that much to market it. (laughs) So it's just like I don't know why it's just like not connecting. But I wonder if it is like, yeah, if I am working on it like every single day for like a dedicated amount of time, if that will help me feel like more in it. Yeah. No, I mean, I really appreciate that observation because I think it's an important one. I think that a couple of things come up for me. One is that um, I feel like this is sort of the hard part about building a second business, just to (laughs) call a spade a spade, right? Which is that you have another business where you just know how to make money. Right. And that's always going to feel easier until it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, in the sense that, like, when you're like, I just want money for LASIK, like, it it makes sense that your brain's like, well, there's this, like, really easy way to do it over here. Like, we should kind of just do the easy thing. Like, that's what our brains Mm -hmm. want, right? Yeah. Um. And, and it's not necessarily bad. I mean, I think that's an empowering feeling to feel like I know how to do that. But I think where we want to transition that is to like 
I want coaching to feel like this. Like I, that's my big goal. Like I want coaching to feel this easy too. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I put my attention there, right? And like you said, if I market more, the only reason it feels like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall is because I'm just not doing it consistently. So when I do, it feels like a, a, a play versus like an ongoing effort, right? Right. And so I think that like it really does make sense to have coaching as like part of the daily kind of foundation you're weaving. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also okay for it to be both where you're like, yeah, it makes sense that I want to get cash through the agency because that's easier. But what I want more than that is for coaching to feel this easy and just keep finding that reframe in your brain where like it's do- it makes sense that you're going there, but it still doesn't mean it's like the best option. This conversation of working on the mindset daily is just so important. I mean, if you guys have been listening to literally for any length of time, you know that I think mindset is everything, right? But working on this mindset daily that this business is a worthwhile place to invest her time and something that will work just as good, if not better than the agency is so important because this decision and this daily practice will literally change everything for Sam. Why? Because we know that when she gets into that place of decision, everything always works out for her, right? And what she's realizing right now is that she has not been in that place of coaching. But it takes our brains time to get reprogrammed to what we want, right? To get on board with this decision that we've made. And that's why daily mindset is so, so important because our brains are literally machines that we have to reprogram. So we can make the decision, but if we don't recommit to that and remind ourselves in our brain that every day, it's going to be much harder to see that through with action. If we make that decision and then we back that with a daily mindset practice, it's going to be almost impossible to not take action in alignment with that. And then of course, see results from that. So if you are not someone who is already implementing a daily mindset practice, even if you're someone who's like Sam and just not very woo, like you can still see how there is nothing more valuable than this. You can see how much it's impacting Sam. And so I really hope this is a call to action for you to start practicing that and putting it into place. Does that feel true? Yeah. And it's so funny because like I know that like, coaching clients are easier. Like, you know, I've thought about like the relationship is different. It's more, you know, the dynamic is different. Like there's less time, you know, you're not having like all of a sudden something crops up and you have to do it like a bunch of stuff because something happened. Right. And so it's just like, I know it's going to be easier and go towards this like less time, but I just like can't. Something is like, you know, The tracks are just broken and there's like a gap. And for some reason, it's just like I can't. And I don't, you know, because I know obviously like if I couldn't pay my bills, like I would be doing whatever I need to, right, to make the money. And so it is like I think it is this problem of like, um, you know, figuring out how I can think of coaching like as the business. It is the business even though it's like the second business. There's like a disconnect there that I'm struggling with, I think. I feel like some of it is literally, and this is like where we're going to get woo for a second, right? But it's literally as simple as like you doing a check-in about that every day. Like kind of like we were talking about last week. Like if Mm. I could like give you one piece of advice through this whole pod, (laughs) through this whole (laughs) podcast, through this whole coaching, through everything, it would be like when you focus your attention, you are fucking amazing at creating results. And the biggest challenge point for you is to remember to do that and not just get into action mode, right? Yeah. 
So like if every single morning you were getting up and being like, my coaching business makes money, like this is going to be way better for me on so many levels. I'm creating this. I'm creating that. And then you took action in alignment with it that day. Like, I mean, I could just like literally put my feet back up and we would be done here. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm teasing (laughs) a little bit. But like that's how simple it would start to feel because that's how well you work when you focus that energy. But I think when you get days, weeks or whatever outside of thinking about that, like, yeah, you're not going to take action in alignment with that. And your thoughts are going to go in a totally different direction, right? Yeah. What feels true for you around that? Are you like, okay, I'm down? Or are you like, that's a little much for me? I'm no, every morning. No, like it totally makes sense. I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it just, like I, I know that that is like probably what's going to be there, right? Like I just need to be like in it more and like putting my brain like in it more basically, right? Like this is a part of the business. Like this isn't a business I'm starting. Like this is part of the business. But I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm going to try like thinking about that every day and just like, okay, what am I doing today to like move the business forward or like focus on the coaching business? Because I just don't know how else to like you know, it's. I feel like it's going to be like a switch flipping too. So just like figuring out what I need to do for that to happen. I think it's basically two things. One is I think it's like reinforcing it every day from that place of like it's already happening. Right. So it's not even like what do we have to do to make it happening happen rather. It's like it's already happening. Like the tracks are there. The foundation is laid. Like I need to get my brain on board with this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then taking action from the place of like if the coaching business was already successful, how would I show up in it today versus like, well, we're not even quite there yet. So it's like kind of cool if I slack off today, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just wouldn't do that in the agency because the agency's at a different place. Right. So it's kind of like coming from the place of where you want it to be, not where it is. You guys, I have an important hack for you, which is that action influences our mood, right? I think that is such an important thing to know. Because sometimes taking action before we like, you know, feel the fire, as Sam would say, is the most important part, right? Which is why so much of this conversation really focused on getting her into action around the coaching business, because that fans the flames of that fire, right? So often we think I have to feel it before I do it. And the truth, truth is that so often you have to do it and then you will feel it, right? I actually read this amazing quote recently about um, love that really professed this. And it was basically saying that, you know, so often our society thinks that we feel feelings of love and then we take loving actions. But it's it's better to say that when we take loving actions, we cultivate and feel more feelings of love. And I read that and thought, well, shit, that's like exactly the same in business and totally applicable to what we're talking about here, right? If you want to feel the fire around something, start showing up for it. Start taking action toward it. Start making it a priority every day. And there's very little chance that those feelings will not show up right? If you're waiting for those feelings to show up before you take the action, sometimes you will be waiting a very long time. And listen, in some cases that's okay, but not when you want that consistency, when you want those results, right? So that's why we're really focused here on getting Sam into a place where it feels good to start taking that action, even when the fire isn't yet present. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe I am just like right now I've just been like stuck in that like setup mode kind of. Yep. So it's like, oh, we could do this. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do that. But it's still like, yeah, whenever if I have a busy week or whatever, like that's the first stuff that gets like pushed back basically, right? Because it's not like, oh, I'm committed to this or people are looking for this or I said I would deliver this thing, right? Yeah. And the irony of that is like the universe is always a mirror. So when we're pushing it back, it's pushing it back, right? Right. Like we can't like deprioritize it all the time and then be surprised when it's super successful. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't mean we have to work on it 24-7. I really think it's like as simple as like our 30 minutes, an hour a day going to coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is in my mind. It's like if Like, I'm really confident in myself as a coach and, like, I know how to do it and how to promote it. So it's just, like, right now I'm just, like, right. So, like, when I'm doing that consistently, that'll happen. So it's just, like, okay, right. So I'm already doing that. Exactly. And then I wonder, like, another point there is, like, why do you think that feels, like, a little crunchy for you? Because obviously, like, you're getting it, but I feel your, like, mild constriction around, like, going all in on that, too. Like, what's coming up? I don't know. I literally – this is, like – this is where I hit my, like, woo ceiling. Like, I just don't understand. Like, something is not clicking. But I just don't know what it is or why it is. Do you think that there's like a fear of like if both businesses were successful? I don't think so. I mean, I'm always like, great. Yeah, like obviously everything I do is going to be successful. Obviously, like this other company I'm starting, the software company I'm starting with my husband is going to be good. Like obviously, you know, so it's just like I don't think so. I I don't – I the only thing I can think of is just like I've – haven't had to grow a business from scratch seriously and such like because I want the coaching to be like a real revenue stream right it's not like you know like the software business we want to build but there's not really too much of a timeline on it and it's fine it's kind of like more of a side thing right but like I don't want coaching to be a side (laughs) thing and maybe like that is where it's different and it's just like I haven't had to build a business in, that's not just like a little side thing in such a long time that I'm like resistant to it for some reason, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, one thing that's popping up for me and the reason I asked that is because before you were mentioning like, oh, I'm so tempted to just be like, oh, I'm going to just keep my revenue where it's at and pull back more and like enjoy this time and whatever, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I think that there's some way where it's almost like, well, the idea of like both businesses being like fully successful, fully operational, while that in many ways is a good thing, there's maybe part of you that's like, oh man, that's like a commitment that I don't know if I'm ready for. Mm. No, I don't think so. Just because like even when I say that, like, oh, maybe I'll just pull back. Like realistically, I know that that would only last for like all of a month. And then I would be like, right, okay, now it's time. So I don't – I don't think so, but I just don't know. So one thing that I really believe to be true, and this is like super woo for you, so stick with me, but <sighs> and I've just seen it all the time, is if we don't have what we want, there is a very, very high likelihood that there is a bigger part of us that is scared of it than wants it. Mm. So it doesn't mean that like that has to be why you're scared of it, but I think that there is – probably something underneath the surface there about like Mm. why that maybe feels like 
super intense or why there's a little bit of fear associated with it. Or maybe it's just like the control freak in you that doesn't know what that's going to look like or whatever that is. But I would like make a very, very strong bet that something else is there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wonder because I don't know. I feel like if I know – like I know if I did all these things, like it should work. So I I don't know if like maybe there is part of me that's just like – right. But what – it's not like, oh, the things that I'm going to do aren't going to work. But like, oh, maybe it's a fear of like I'm going to spend all this time and energy doing this thing and then maybe it won't pan out. That's the only – that would probably be more – a more likely fear than but what if it's successful because I'm just always like fucking Midas touch over here is how I view myself. Like everything I touch turns to gold. But um, I maybe maybe there's like because I haven't built a business in such a long time, it's not so much coming from like, well, um, what if what I do, like I don't know how to do things. Maybe it's more like, oh, what if I spend all this time and attention doing this thing and it doesn't pan out and I could have been spending that time and attention in the agency or elsewhere and like it would have worked. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's basically like a is this the right investment is almost the question. Yeah, that would be the only thing that like maybe that's it. But we're really bumping up against the ceiling of or the depths of my (laughs) my feelings. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that that's uh, a reasonable fear when you have something else that's working really, really well. It's almost like, should I invest in this new stock when the stock I already have money in is working pretty well for me, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, So I think that's like a relevant fear and a relevant question um, where it's not like I'm not really good at the stock market or whatever, but it's like this one's working. If it ain't broke, should I fix it? (laughs) And if I do, like what is that going to cost me potentially, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why like keeping it a little bit more like fun and loosey-goosey, like then it's always like, okay, that's fine. Like I tried this fun thing and it didn't work and that's fine. Versus like, no, 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 I really went all in and tried this thing and then it didn't work. And I just now have like spent so much time and energy doing it and it didn't work. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that like you know this, but it's worth repeating. But like the good news is is like there's never like a it didn't work point unless you just don't want to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know that. But I think that that's like, you know, this is where like the mindset thing comes in is like sometimes we can know stuff, but reinforcing the same truth to ourselves every day can really, really help. Mm-hmm. So like doing that morning check-in on the coaching business and kind of like reinforcing for yourself like, no, this is going to work. This is the goal. This is the thing, right? Right. Yeah. When you get too far away from that, I think it is just really easy to get into that place of like, yeah, but like what if it doesn't or should I even put the time there or whatever that is to feel like could I make like a quote-unquote bad investment with my time, right? Right. But like the daily reminder of like, no, I couldn't, and this is what I'm picking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is an important one. Yeah. Yeah. I think like focusing daily, like dedicated time daily to working on it, and then also like daily, like doing some of the mindset thing stuff, I think will help. But I'm also confident that once I start like actually doing the thing, I'll start seeing some results. And then, like, for me, that's like, that's the indicator, right? So then that will help a lot with the other stuff. 
Well, and this is the hard part about business for everyone is that you have to do you have to be consistent before the results are consistent, right? Right. And it's way harder when you have another business that's giving you super consistent results already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you're like, wait, but should I put an hour over here today when I could put an hour over here? It feels like this confusing question. But I feel like the, that's why that like decision every day matters because when you decide, you're fully in. I feel like it's the lack of decision there that continues mm. to create this feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of like when I say lack of decision, does that feel true or what comes up? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like so easy to like kick it kick it off, you know, um, and say like, oh, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow or I'll get to it to whenever. So it's just like making that change in my mind, like, no, this is like just as important as the agency and like making that change and reminding myself of that every day. Plus I just think like, okay, great. So I'm going to do the coaching stuff and I'm going to do it for the first like hour to hour and a half that I'm working every single day. Like, because, you know, nothing – almost – there's almost never a time in the agency where it's, like, so dire. I have to focus on it right then, right? So, like, really, like, thinking about the the mindset stuff every day, but then also just, like, dedicating the first, like, hour, hour and a half I'm working to that. Because yep. that is – I'm definitely, like, a – even though the mornings aren't always my most productive time, um, it still is, like, eat the frog types thing. Um, and like make sure that that is getting done. Like the most important thing is getting done first, which right now, like the agency stuff is the most important thing, especially because the client stuff, like I know I'm going to get it done. Exactly. So even if I had to work later, like I would get it, I would do that because the client stuff has to get done. So I think, um, doing that like first thing would, will also be helpful to like kind of get that into a routine. Like it's just as important and we're doing it every day and we're focusing on it every, every day. That's like 100% it, right? Is that like the agency stuff is going to get done. Like that's not a question mark. So having that be the first thing you tackle never makes sense, right? Right. I also think like something to even play with is like the agency is good. Like it's almost able to run itself for the most part. And like the more and more you train up your VA, the more that's Mm -hmm. true. And so you can almost even play with like coaching is actually even more important than the agency right now. Right. Not in terms of like obviously like we're not taking tanking the agency by any means but like in terms of like your own personal goals like that really is like top tier at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean I think that like reminding myself every day like coaching is the most important thing to like help me build the mm-hmm. business that's going to support the life that I want. Like that's the thing. Totally. And then when you – do, like, that's the irony, right? It's like when you have that reminder every day, you're going to take action toward that. That's right. easy. <laughs> the action becomes easy at that point. When you get far away from that reminder, the action starts to feel, like, really mm-hmm. pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe just tying it and back. And listen, like, experiment mm-hmm. with that. And, like, if you're still hitting a wall, we know it's something else, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> we know, like, we got to go even deeper into that mindset. But if it's just that daily – practice like that might be plenty and it's solved Mm -hmm. right yeah that makes sense cool all right time block coaching hour of the day Mm -hmm. feel good yeah yeah that's good I think and it's also like I do have this extra space and time now so I think 
figuring out a way to like productively start to use that, you know, versus just like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I never have to work. Like, I think that'll be that'll be good and helpful. <laughs> totally. And like, I always am a believer that like our action influences our mood so much. So it's like you might start feeling right. the fire, so to speak, again as soon as you're taking that action, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, that's definitely how – like for me, if I'm like ever feeling not productive but I like have to do th- – get things done, I do like um, little – you know, a bunch of little things to like build momentum and that mm-hmm. definitely does work for me. Like I have figured that out. So good. Cool. What else is going on for you? So I wanted to talk a little bit about just supporting um, clients, like especially because um, I'm working with clients who may not have left. They may still be at their full time job. Mm -hmm. And I just am trying to figure out like, you know, obviously everybody responds to like support differently and some people need like tough love and some people need encouragement and whatever. But, um, you know, just figuring out like how to support some coaching clients when they're really busy like at work or even like how I have like in their personal life even Mm -hmm. and it's like encroaching into their getting stuff done for their business and it seems like you know obviously like the point of starting a business is not like okay I'm gonna start this business and work full-time and still try and have a life so I'm gonna be a burnt out zombie like that's not the point (laughs) right and so I'm just trying to figure out like how to help support them and like give them just options and things like if they're feeling burnt out in other parts of their lives and it's like affecting their business yeah totally so a couple things come up for me there one is like sometimes I think it's just like being able to sit there and sit with that with them and, like, mm-hmm. hold space for that. Like, you're such an action taker. So, like, if someone's not taking action, that's going to feel, like, hard for you. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I get them in action as fast as possible? And, of course, we want to help with that. But I think, like, there's another piece there where it can be, like, even if we have the same co- coaching conversation three weeks in a row, sometimes mm-hmm. that's what's needed. Does that make sense? Yeah. That does make sense. And, like, giving yourself permission for that. Like, I feel like in coaching for me, like, when I just realized, like, it's not only, like, um, like an option to have the same conversation three weeks in a row. Like, it's actually a fucking gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everything got easier. And, like, I, my clients started to see more results, basically, right? Okay. Yeah. But another thing I would say there, too, is – um. You know, just helping them talk through trade-offs I think is, like, a really important thing. Okay. So what I mean by trade-offs is, like, like if if you're building a business and you have a full-time job and you're working and you're whatever, right, you know this. Like, yeah, the trade-off is, like, you might not have as much free time on the weekend or you might feel more tired than normal for a period of time right. while you get one off the ground. Or you might decide all of that's not a worthwhile trade-off and you might just decide you want it to grow really slowly because you can only put in two hours a week or whatever that is, right? Right. But I think where people get like really fucked up in the head with that kind of stuff is they feel like I should never feel tired. I should never feel burnt out. I shouldn't be giving anything else up and it should grow really fast and it should be easy. <laughs> right. And like – it don't work like that. We both know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's this conversation of trade-offs that's really present in in 
in something like that, in a situation like that of like, okay, like do we want really fast growth and we might be giving up like some sleep and free time? Do we want slower growth and we might buy ourselves back some of that? Like does that resonate for what some of the clients are going through or what comes up there? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I think I definitely was like feeling like it I'm immediately like, oh my God, you, you like if you're not getting stuff done. And like, I feel like this too, like, oh my God, I'm about to come on another call. And we're like, this was a very similar <laughs> conversation that we had last week, right? And it's like, so I was like, oh God damn it. Like, that's so annoying. But it makes sense. So that was, so that's good because that is kind of like, um, you know, I was trying to make sure to like, it's fine to have the same conversation. So that's good. I kind of was just making sure that that is yeah. fine confirmation there. I feel like a lot of coaches don't give themselves permission to do that. Right. And I feel like their clients like almost like don't get as many results because of that because they're like, well, whatever, we already talked about it. <laughs> right. I'm so glad that Sam brought up this conversation around her client because something I am so passionate about is giving permission and saying it's okay to have the same conversation over and over again with clients. And as a client, it's okay if you find yourself in the same conversation over and over again with your coach sometimes. Like if it were that easy that humans just have to hear something once and immediately put it into action, like most of us wouldn't have jobs and that's the real truth, right? You know, just like we were talking about earlier with the daily mindset, work like our brains are machines that are programmed in certain ways and that programming often runs deep and so it does often mean being willing and available both as coach and client to have the same conversation over and over again and to be perfectly honest what I see is that it's what so many coaches won't do right because they feel like there's something wrong with it They think they shouldn't have to tell their client again, or they think they should have to provide additional value, et cetera, et cetera. And none of that's true, right? The value and the results come from being willing to hit on those same touch points again and again until we see transformation around them. It's just like this conversation with Sam, we're talking about time blocking again. That's okay. Like, this is a bit of an edge for her. She will get through this. She will find a way to make it work for her. And I will keep showing up and being here to have that conversation and hold that container. And so permission to you, if you find yourself in that situation with a client, or if you are a client who feels embarrassed to be having the same conversation sometimes, in my opinion, that's where the magic and transformation occurs when we're both willing to do that. When we're willing to go, yeah, we're humans having a human experience. And sometimes we need to hear things many times in many different ways to get past them and get through them. So anyway, hope that's helpful. You can tell I'm super passionate about that topic, but I think good coaching is so valuable and so important. And I think when we're not letting ourselves do that again and again on the same topic as needed, we're really holding back both on the level at which we could coach and the results our clients could be getting. So I hope that's helpful for you to think about. Yeah. And I know there's like a whole thing about like, you know, as a coach, you're not responsible for your client's results, which is true. But, um, you know, I still want to like support them in the best way possible and it's like so funny because I was like also thinking about this from a client perspective but also like myself as a client as a your coaching client too so that's Mm -hmm. like interesting and makes sense yeah and it is definitely like you know trade-offs and figuring out like okay right so like what is it like what is the purpose of building this business and like let's like bring that back and like make sure that we're like keeping our eye on like the higher, like the most important thing, the higher, 
um, level things because it can feel annoying to like not get all your list of to do's done. But it's like, right. But like, what's the purpose of starting this business? Like, it's not to be burnt out all the time. Um, So I've been like thinking that, you know, relating it back to like, okay, what's the bigger purpose? Um, Okay, so that's good. I just needed some confirmation there, I think. And I think everybody finds a different line with that. Like I know some entrepreneurs who just like legit hustled it the fuck out for six months and then got out really fast, right? Right, right. right. And like it was a rough six months, but like worth it for them. And I know some who are like, I would never do that. Like I still want a life. Mm-hmm. And if it takes me, you know, a year to get out, that's fine. Like, I'm just making up numbers. It doesn't have to be those timelines. But you see what I mean, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And that totally makes sense. Um, Yeah, because that's good. Because, I, I mean, like, that's what I just did. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, like, kill it for six months. And it's, like, fine. And now I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> and, like, so I know that it's going to be, like, slower now. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, like, you've just decided what trade-off works for you at different times, and at different points in your life, different ones worked. Like, before it worked to just grind it out, and now it's, like, the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like where we get so screwed is the messaging in our industry is it should be all of it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely don't work too hard, but for sure grow as fast as possible, and for sure never feel burnt out, but definitely do everything on your to-do list all the time no matter (laughs) what. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. So some of our job is to, like, help them to pick, like, the path that fits the best for them and not to, like – of course, we're not saying, like, well, you can't get out fast. But we're saying, like, if you're only going to work two hours a week, like, of course you're, like, changing up your timeline potentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, definitely, like, just thinking about, like, tying that back to, like, the bigger purpose and everything I think is helpful and – Yeah, like, just adjusting expectations. I feel like there's a certain amount of guilt, like, especially when you're, like, paying for coaching, right? And it's, like, you go through a time of, like, you're not maybe getting as much done as you thought or Mm -hmm. had hoped. And so then it's, like, you feel, like, guilty to a certain extent that you're, like, not doing that thing. Um, So... And just, like, trying to just, like, remind them, like, that that's, like, fine. Like, the whole purpose of all of this is to, like, do what you want to do. So, like, what is it that you want to do? And, like, that can change and that can evolve and everything. And, like, that's fine. And your business and the work that you do and everything is going to, like, reflect those changes. Exactly. I think that's so perfectly said, which is, like – Number one, it can evolve. But number two, like, yeah, it just is going to depend on the person, right? And Mm so – some weeks they're going to have a bad week. Some weeks they're not. Like, the best thing you can do is just hold space for that to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And and that's, like, the best gift, you know? And it sounds, like, so cheesy and whatever. But, like, that's what we need is, like, a space where someone's not, like, see, you fucked it up again. Get more <laughs> stuff done. Where someone's, like, it's totally fine. Like, you could do it again. You could do better next week or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Good. That's good. I just wanted to, like – run that by you a little bit to make sure because it's like obviously I want to make sure like I'm supporting everyone in the best way that I can as a coach so that's good to know perfect yes I think you're doing amazing and you know it's like so beautiful in some ways when we're going through a similar lesson at the same time like I think sometimes that happens for a reason so that we can like you know help and give even more grace to our clients so like consider yourself like the guinea pig too to that right now right right yeah for sure 
Beautiful. All right. So really try the time blocking this week. I want you to yeah. reach out to me if that's feeling really hard or if, you know, you're feeling stuck at a certain point or you don't know, you know, what to assign or whatever. But I, I truly think that's going to make such a big difference. So let's just play with it and see. Yeah, I do too. That sounds good. Awesome. All right, my love. Keep me posted in Basecamp and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.